This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. Billy Hollowell here with the Church Boys, and we have uh, on the line, we have Pastor Rit Variali. How did I do there on your last name, Pastor? Yeah, you did great from the Italian <laughs> perspective. Uh, here in the States, we usually say Variel, but uh, my Italian relatives will be proud of you. <laughs> well, there you go, right? And uh, we were talking about that off, you know, before the show a little bit. And I always, I always love the Italian uh, pronunciations of names, and so I thought I would, I thought I would go for it. And in fact, that was how I would have pronounced it. Um, I would not have said Variel. But uh, all right, so we are actually here, though, all joking aside, for to talk about a pretty serious, interesting topic. And you're the pastor over at Elizabeth Baptist Church in Shelby, North Carolina. And you guys um, got a lot of attention last week. I know locally, and we gave you some national attention, um, sort of talking about what you were doing there. But this this notion of um, putting the the Christian flag, which is interesting, because a lot of people don't even know, a lot of Christians don't even know about the Christian flag and the history of it. But but sort of raising the Christian flag above the American flag, and and I think it was July fifth, right, that you guys um, you guys did this. You had a, a service where the flag was raised and you gave a sermon about about this, and you launched a movement. Can you tell me a little bit about the motivation behind the Christian flag, using it, and sort of why you've chosen to do that at this time? Yeah, it's this conversation that we've been having for a number of years now as we've been watching just things transpire in our culture with respect to uh, standing up for Christian values. We just don't see that a lot. It's a stand that needs to start. And uh, we're watching uh, Christian bakers, photographers, bed and breakfast owners uh, being sued, you know, uh, for anti-discrimination laws, and yet they should have the right to express their convictions as well, you know, from from the Christian perspective, because you have religion as part of the anti-discrimination policies of our nation. Uh, and you know, we're watching the courts make decision after decision against religion. Uh, we're watching organizations like Freedom from Religion and Citizens United for the Separation of Church and State make incredible ground by bullying small communities to uh, dismiss any religious sentiments from politics in the public square. And as this conversation has been taking place, you know, we what can we do? We need to take a stand. And uh, as we started talking amongst ourselves and talking about the Christian flag, we thought, you know, we could fly the Christian flag above the American flag, not showing any disrespect whatsoever precisely because the Christian flag has no organizational affiliation. Uh, it, it's not like flying a Vatican flag or a Southern Baptist flag or a Muslim flag, because in Islam there is no separation of church and state. If you fly that flag, you're, you're identifying with the organ, some organization, whether it's a caliphate like ISIS or a state, an Islamic state. And so this is different. What we're saying with the display of our flags is this. The first organization that we're committed to is our beloved United States. And, and even though we love our country and we're committed to our country, we want everyone to know there is a principle that we're even more committed to, and that is that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, we, we're Christians. How have people—I know you've got, you've got about a thousand uh, members at the church—how have people at the church, in the community, uh, reacted to this so far from what you've seen? Yeah, we're seeing a wonderful response, great encouragement. Uh, our congregation has been very encouraged. And then when you go beyond our community, uh, in our community as well, great encouragement. Uh, certainly you have some detractors, but it's overwhelmingly positive in our community. We've had a number of churches that 
have already contacted us and said they're buying flagpoles, they're buying flags, and they're raising them. Uh, we've had a couple churches, and it's posted on the God Before Government uh, website, Facebook page, uh, that have already joined us in this, and the pictures of those churches flying their flags is up. So it's been very encouraging. Going beyond the congregation and our own community, uh, you know, what we're seeing is about a three-to-one ratio. For, for every three comments that are coming in in full support, you know, you've got uh, one detractor. So it's about 25% detractors and then 75% positive. Yeah, and it's funny, it's funny that you admit that because a lot of times people would, oh, no, you know, we're getting all wonderful, but I guess you're a pastor and you have to be honest. And, yeah, there are some people who are not, you know, supportive of it. So, so how, that's that's good. What were you going to say, Chris? How, Sorry. How do, you, how do you handle the detractors? What I mean, what's your response to them? Uh, uh, or do do you just say, you know what, you know, a quarter of the, the messages we're getting are negative. We're just going to go ahead and say, you know what, they can say what they want. Or do you have detractors perhaps even on your, maybe on your church board or within your church that are maybe, uh, I, I would assume that of a thousand members, you might have a couple who are maybe not in agreement. How have you dealt with uh, those who would disagree with what you're doing? Well, you know, I would say there's a sense of priority, at least from my perspective, in reaching out to those who have contacted me directly. And that, that sense of priority is disabled vets and then vets that have demonstrated exemplary service to our nation. I love our country. You know, I served during a peacetime. I served with the 82nd Airborne Division uh, from 92 when I graduated from the Citadel till 96 when I got out and felt the call to ministry. So I love those guys. And even the ones that uh, aren't necessarily religious, I, I care about them. I appreciate their service to our country, and especially to our vets who've been in combat so much over the last number of years. So my priority in reaching out, and of course I can't reach out to all the detractors, because when you look at how our Facebook page took off and there were literally thousands of comments that we've had, you know, there's no way I could reach out to everyone. You just have to do what you're called to do. Sure. But there are some of the disabled vets and some of the vets that have just had an incredible record of service that I have personally reached out to to try to talk to. So they can understand where we're coming from, that we're not, you know, some kind of uh, Westboro Baptist craziness. You know, we're, we, we're, we love our country. We understand the concept of separation of church and state. We've thought this thing through. We've been talking about this for years. And the conversation that we're trying to generate in the nation with respect to religious rights and submission to authority is an important one, and we, we really believe that this message would get that conversation going. And, you know, for, for those that don't disagree, for those that don't agree and they, and they disagree, I mean, I know some people were saying, well, this is technically a violation of the U.S. flag code, which is not enforceable, but it is because the flag's not, you know, flying the way that the code says it should if you're putting the Christian flag above it. You know, how do you respond to, the, to those critics? Because they would say sort of what you were just touching on, well, this is not the right thing because it violates, it violates the flag code. Yeah, and I think one of the, the things that you see in society is that, you know, and we have slogans for it, slogans like, who dares win? I mean, you, you, if you believe in a cause, you have to be committed to it. And if you believe in a cause, there are times when you have to stand up, even in the face of opposition. And uh, the conversation that's beginning to generate now among the Christian community about civil disobedience, civil disobedience is a very important topic going forward. And when I, when I look at, say, the LGBTQ community and the, the agenda that they are moving forward, even though I don't agree with them, I have the utmost respect for them because of the amount that they've been willing to sacrifice and stand up for what they believe in. And I frequently have hearkened back to 2004 when then-Mayor of San Francisco, Gavin Newsom, 
just decided to open up the courthouse and do same-sex ceremonies with, you know, whatever magistrates were uh, like-minded and would come and perform those ceremonies, they opened it up. They said, you know what? It doesn't matter what the law says. We believe this is right, and this is what we're going to do because we're putting our all on the line for something we believe in. And I look at that, and I respect that. I don't agree with their position, but I respect them for their courage. And what I'm saying to the church is, church, it's time to wake up and have the same kind of courage. And if, if you have pastors and people that are afraid just to break flag etiquette, well, you can forget the conversation about civil disobedience with those guys, because they, they're, they're nowhere near there. They're nowhere near taking the kind of stand that they need to take. Yeah, and you've, and you've also, I mean, you've launched sort of a national platform, too, you know, God Before Government. Have you seen a lot of people outside of the community, other churches around the country? Have you been getting contacted by them? Have they indicated that they, too, want to join you in this? You know, we have. We've had a lot of response. I've had uh, conversations with people from California all the way back here to the East Coast, and uh, people are listening to what's going on. You know, even, you know, our live stream from our, our church webpage, uh, one of the tech members was just in my office saying that uh, over 1,200 people watched the message from July 5th, and these are people, you know, logging on. They logged on from all across the nation. He said two people were out of country, and they watched the message. And that message was titled "God Before Government." I mean, it is it is an interesting it is an interesting prospect. And I know that there was another pastor locally that you were working with on this as well, right? Yeah, and uh, Walter Wilson is an absolutely fantastic gentleman, and he pastors a con- congregation just down the road from us, Focus Missionary Baptist Church. And we had never met prior to this, but about three months ago, he started flying the flag. I didn't notice it until about, I'd say, maybe you know, two months ago, a month and a half, two months ago, I was driving down the road, and I looked over and just saw his flagpole, immediately turned around and uh, took down the number to the church and called him, and that has started a really uh, you know, nice friendship and, and uh, a partnership in this endeavor. What's next for you guys? What are you, what, what, I guess what's next, and then what's the message that you really want to drive home with this? I know you've sort of touched on it, but... You know, take take me through that a little bit. If there was one thing that you could get people to take away from this project and this effort, what that would be? I think it's that the church has to stand up for what it believes in. The church has to stand up for its values. And the church has to remember and articulate to the nation that even though we believe in the separation of church and state, that the courts have been relying on their precedents so long now in making their judicial decisions, that the modern application of the concept of the separation of church and state is so far removed from the original concept that now what the courts are actually doing is violating the rights of the majority of their individuals in the name of individual rights. You know, and a classic example is striking down the state marriage amendment. You know, the United States is supposed to be a diverse nation, and statehood should reflect that diversity. And what the people of a given state have the votes to accomplish and do and, and reflect in their value system, do that. That's what it's all about, to be a government of the people, by the people, for the people. Um, but to try to force this uh, secularist uniformity, like we're seeing with the courts, and again, they're giving so much momentum to freedom from religion, citizens united for the separation of church and state. The message that we want to get across is this. If the church would wake up, that the church is to the culture wars of America, what America was to World War II. It's the sleeping giant. And if you'll wake the church up, the church will be the decisive factor in this. And even more particularly, our fight isn't against the uh, freedom from religion. Our fight isn't against citizens 
united for the separation of church and state. Our fight isn't against the LGBTQ agenda. Bottom line, our fight is against the core system of the United States that has so perverted the concept of separation of church and state that they're now, as I said earlier, in the name of individual rights, violating the rights of the majority of their individuals. Well, it's 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 a frustrating situation that we're in right now, and and I, I want to ask you. I told you before we started that I I can be very blunt in asking questions, and so I don't want this to be offensive at all. Because uh, first of all, there's nobody more willing to stand up for what they believe than than the people who obviously you, but the people who work for our organization with the Blaze. I mean, we work for Glenn. I mean, that's you stand in the gap kind of people. It's who we work with, and so. Uh, and I, there's nothing you have said that I disagree with, I don't think, theologically or philosophically or anything, but there's a part of me that sees the the flying of the flag, and I just go, that's kind of a jerk move. I mean, that's that's my reflexive feeling when I see it. Now, when I think about it and I and I think about what you're saying, I agree with you, but I still see that, that and I go... I'm not sure that I that I agree with doing it that way. I I know that you're like you're in a, a a big church, and if somebody who if you had a congregant or a member of your church who disagreed with you on, as you know, churches have disagreements all the time amongst church board members and that sort of thing, and there are church splits and that sort of thing. But if there was somebody who was who was being a, a thorn in your side in your leadership in your church, and they they decided they were going to take action, and they wouldn't on a Sunday morning, and they sat in the second row, and when you start stood up to start preaching, they stood up and turned their back to you and didn't say anything at all, but they had a philosophical disagreement with you, and that's how they're going to protest. Uh, I would see, if I'm a congregant in your church, I would see that go, that's kind of a jerk move. I might agree with them or disagree with them, but that that's not the way to do it. Uh, how do I... Uh, disabuse me of that notion that I'm feeling right when I see that those pictures. Yeah, and I think all of us wrestle with that. Again, myself, having served with the 82nd Airborne Division, All-American, I wrestled with it. There is part of our training that just says nothing, nothing goes above that flag. And and yet, at the same token, uh, it's, it's the fact that two things. Number one, the image is jarring. You know, it, and that gets our attention. Right. But number two, the image... Although it's jarring, it still shows that when it comes to organizations and institutions, nations, our first commitment on this earth is to our beloved United States. But it also says really what Christians haven't been saying for quite some time here in America, and that is, if you push us, we will stand on the proclamation that Jesus Christ is Lord. And see, the government has been pushing and pushing and pushing. And the other thing, too, is, you know, I've... I've you look at Kai Feldblum, um, you know, and you look at some of her writings and the influence that she has uh, in our society and she's had with the current administration. When you read some of her uh, essays, it is pretty clear that she represents and states what the left sees with respect to this culture war, namely it's a zero-sum game. And so this tension, this struggle that we're in, for our values and for our beliefs, it's a it's a fight, and the church has got to be prepared to get up and fight for what we believe in, and not and not just sit there and, and just uh, you know share pleasantries back and forth and, and think that we're going to win hearts and minds, you know, with our uh, winsome personality. Right. You know, we have to stand up for what we believe in, and we have to start respectfully uh, saying no, and at times, you know, respectfully getting a little bit more uh, direct 
with respect to those who are trying to suppress our values and our beliefs. That's, this is a very, it is a very strong statement. That's, and it's fair enough. And I, I, and I just, I know that if, if I were the pastor of a church or, or whatever, and, and someone, or, or, the, or the pastor, I, I've been very close with the pastors of the churches I've been in. And if someone did that to the pastor of my church, stood up in the, in the middle of a sermon and just stood and stood with his back and didn't say anything at all, I would be having words with that person for being a, being a, being a jerk. And, and right. so I just, do you understand where I'm coming from on that? And again, I agree with you totally and philosophically and theologically. And in fact, you have made me less reactive to the photos that I see, but there's still a part of me that just beyond the jarring of it. Yes, it's jarring and it gets my attention and that's an important thing, but still at the same time, uh, and if you know me, you know I'm not afraid of being a jerk when I have to be a jerk because <laughs> uh, I can sure. play I can play one on TV or radio or whatever. But <clears throat> there's a time when Christians have to have an image that says, uh, you know, I'm I, I, I'm going to be firm, but I'm not going to be a jerk, and that there's a fine line, right? And and I and I I don't I don't know that you've crossed that line. I don't certainly don't think that you have personally. I just I, the rest of the world when they look at it. I, I just get concerned. That's all. Well, you know, let me let me jump in here. And I think, and actually, Chris and I, you know, Pastor, don't agree on it. We have a little bit of a disagreement on it, I think, which I think is good. And we, and we love disagreements on this show because they lead to good discussions. But I think, you know, from my perspective, I see, you know, a, a scenario where, you know, look, certain portions of the world are not going to look favorably at Christians no matter what they do, whether they put a flag up or they don't. And, you know, I think... To me, do I understand the controversy over the, where the American flag should go? Yes, but I also think, you know, it's really one of probably the most benign, peaceful ways of saying, hey, we love America, but our faith comes first. And there are some things in this country that we don't agree with. And this is our country just as much as it is everybody else's. And we're going to take a silent stand by doing this. I understand that. And I'm not you know, I'm not in a position in my, you know, in my job to endorse or not endorse something. But I think from my perspective, I get that. And I think, you know, really, um, it, it makes sense. And like you said, Chris, theologically, you don't disagree. I don't, I mean, from my perspective, it's sort of like they're putting a visual spin on something that it's hard to make people understand and see unless they feel it. And for pe those people you mentioned who don't agree and aren't going to like, um, this, at least they're seeing, you know what, here's the visual representation of what it is to really put your faith first. And it's not slamming the United States or going against America or even slamming the government as much as it's saying, hey, we don't like what we're seeing here. And, and this is our way of actually showing on our property at our church that we put God first with a symbol that we um, you know, want to use to show that. So that's that's how I see it. And 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 Pastor, feel free to jump in and, and tell me I'm a I'm a dope because I admit to being one. But I guess my I guess what I, I I I'm like you, Billy. I understand that. I I'm there. I I my concern is my number one concern, as the pastor would say, is people's salvation, and and the kingdom of and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And that's where my number one concern is. And I spend my time trying to get people who are kind of on the fringe of, yeah, I'm Christian because I'm American rather than I'm Christian because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ and I'm trying to convince. And I got people on the fringe who are so close because, as Billy's heard me use this phrase before, the hound of heaven is on their trail. I'm trying to get them to come to church and to know Jesus. And if that's the statement that my church has out in front of their church, 
there are several of my friends who, as much as they want to seek God, they're going to see that and go, that's the kind of church you attend? That's the, that's going to be their reaction. Not my reaction, but that would be their reaction. And my response would be a church that stands sure. on principle, you know, that, that stands on principle. And I think, you know, look, right, right. to me, <laughs> here, here we are, we've taken the debate over, Pastor. We're, yeah. now, I just want to say one more thing, and then I'll let you take it over, Pastor. But I think, you know, the, the issue is that you have, and you know this, Chris, I know you don't disagree with me, you have a society uh, filled with Christians who are who are disconnected because none of the major realms in which they learn are educated, everything from entertainment to media to whatever gives them really a forum. This, to me, is one way of finding a unifying force. Do I get what you're saying? Yes. But I also think if people are turned off by something this benign, that they're, that maybe, you know, they're it's going to be hard to get them to really cross that barrier into Christianity anyway, but... That's my yeah, and I think too. You know, you look at you look at uh, Jesus Christ, and at the same token, that Christians shouldn't be known as being jerks. They shouldn't be known as just picking fights or you know uh, being dogmatic on issues that really you should demonstrate grace and a measure of uh, theological and philosophical flexibility. You know, we shouldn't be known as individuals who are tough to get along with. Right. But neither should we be known as compromisers who don't stand up for what they believe in. Agreed. And, you know, I've gotten some emails from detractors that have said, you know, well, this isn't Christ-like, you know, Jesus would have never done this. And then, you know, I've got some that have said, from a Christ- I'm a Christian, but you have to obey the authorities, you know, uh, Romans 13, and they're quoting passages. And, and, and I responded back to one in particular, where I just said, okay, you've, you've stated emphatically that you're a Christian, then you'll understand my response here. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the prophets, the apostles. Right. And then and then just simply tack on, Jesus Christ wasn't crucified because he towed the line and respected the authorities. Right. No, and, I mean, he was crucified because he stood up. And and I think what's the, the powerful thing about the early church, especially when you read Acts 4 and 5, is is their, their commitment to Christ that prompted civil disobedience. That when the, the religious leaders told them, and that was the authority of the time, I mean, for, for that society, when they said, stop preaching in Jesus' name, uh, they finally came to the point in Acts 5 where they said, look, we ought to obey God rather than men. And, 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 I, and I, that's where the church is at now. Right, and I don't disagree with you at all. And I think that I think the people who have disagreed with you are using those scriptures were incorrect, and you're correct in correcting them. I, I, my Again, it goes back to my example would be this this statement of the flag is a statement made by you and the 99 sheep who are in the pen right now and are safe and are taking a stand and making a statement. And I agree with that statement. What about the, and for me, it's like, again, it's the example of the friend that I'm trying to get. He's so close to being coming into church and sure. getting to know Christ and hearing the message. And I've worked yeah. and worked and worked with it. Say, and then he's going to, he sees know, that. If the, yeah. If the person is really, really, about wanting to understand and say, help me with help me with this. I think the best thing to do is to keep articulating what we're saying about the flag. Sure. The Christian flag has no organizational affiliation. Yeah. You know, it's not like uh, a Southern Baptist flag or a Vatican flag. It's not a denominational flag. It's simply a theological statement that we're Christians, and our first and foremost priority is serving our Lord. And then when you look at the fact that we are respecting our American flag, that we're teaching our young people how to properly handle it so that it never hits the ground. You won't see our flag, um, you know, ripped and torn. You know, we already have our replacements already purchased. And uh, as soon as, as a matter of fact, we'll have them pressed and everything before they go up. So we're showing 
that the, the one organization on this planet that we love above every other organization is our United States. But, but given the times that we're living in, we have to start standing up and making a statement as a church. Yep. Not that we are, you know, I think part of the jerk dimension is like that we would want some kind of theocracy, that we, you know, uh, we see it only our way. And that's not it at all. Uh, we believe in the separation of church and state. We believe in live and let live. We believe that states ought to reflect more diversity uh, in the public school system, you know, in, in other aspects of, of culture than they do now. I mean, in a sense, going back to American history, the Whigs are back. I mean, the Whigs, even though they got defeated pretty early, uh, you know, they're back. I mean, the ideology of the Whigs is the dominant ideology of our day, and that's very problematic for us. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me say this, and <laughs> you know, in in closing, you've pretty much won me over. I still have that part of me, and 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 the important part for me to remember, and for I think for your critics to remember, is what you have stated from the beginning: is that this is not an organizational thing. This is a statement of faith, and 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 I think that that is a mindset that I and other people who might have some reactions uh, need to understand and to remember is that. The most of the time when we see a flag, we think that is an organization. But when I see the Christian right. flag, it's not an organization. It is a it is a belief. And we're saying this is my number one priority is Jesus Christ. And then right. my number one organization is, is the United States of America. And and as long as I can remember that and be able to articulate that, it's not it it shouldn't be a problem. I would think so. I mean, and again, that's why the U.S. Navy, and if you've been on the Facebook page, you've seen where a lot of people have brought this code up, that the Navy allows for the Christian pennant to be, it's different from the flag, it's, it's like triangular. Right. The Christian pennant can be flown over the American flag during worship services at sea. That's right. Why would they allow that? You know, because it's a theological statement of what is taking place. Now, right. granted, under the current climate, and this is why we're taking our bold stand, that code will probably be attacked ASAP by Freedom from Religion and their, you know, minions. Sure. But nonetheless, we have to stand as Christians. You know, do it in a respectful way. Uh, do it in a way that understands full well. Not everyone is going to agree with us, but this is who we are, and we have all the right to express our values and our sentiments in in the culture, in in the public square, even in politics, uh, as any other segment of our society. Well, thank you, Pastor, for your time. This was I, it was very educational for me and eye opening. And again, your theology, your philosophy is right on. And I want to, and I think that uh, you've you've got a, a pretty much a convert on you know on this on this issue. And and thank you so much for your time, Billy. You got any more questions for the pastor? No, no. I think this has been great. And keep in touch with us. We appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, and definitely. And thanks so much for the boost. I mean, really got to hand it to you guys. Um, you know, Monday morning after we raised the flags, our, our webmaster for God Before Government got on and he said, man, things are awfully slow and couldn't understand why everything was so sluggish. So uh, another friend of his uh, sent him a text and it said, have you seen the blaze? <laughs> so, and uh, you guys did a great job and it's been awesome to be with you today. And, uh, you know, we'll keep in touch. And God Before Government, let's see how it goes. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Pastor. All right. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
church boy.